up and at them, it's Cape <laughs> Crisis, the comic book podcast hosted by me, Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G, on Twitter. I am your social justice warrior here <laughs> to save you guys from the patriarchy uh, on this ep- on the show about comic books, <laughs> sequential art, graphic novels, and lines on paper. The one medium not ruled by old straight white men. <laughs> That's the right. Podcast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's there are so many women doing podcasting. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like we're we're really the minority here, guys. Right? I didn't even know they could talk. Uh, and who is that talking now? This straight man with white male privilege and cisgendered normality. That's why I'm sitting a little taller than everyone else here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Antistone. Mm-hmm. Man, you almost you have white male privilege too, right? I I have been accused of coasting by on it by being having assumed heterosexuality <laughs> in situations like, oh, we assume you're a heterosexual and you're clearly white and male, so we will give you our privilege. But since then, you- if you out yourself as gay, they're like. Shit, now we got to take some of this privilege away from you and stop treating you like as much of a human as we I've are. I've been trying. You've had too much privilege. <laughs> and also here, we are privileged to have with us... Uh, Dave, Fallout Boy, Rudden. Oh, hey. You're a big fan of that, uh, that band, right? Yeah. Love it. I wish I could name check a single... <laughs> It was. Uh, I know they had a music video that was like a fake, uh, a fake horror film. Like, remember their music video? Oh man, fucking girlfriend has a fever of 102. Hold on, keep going, keep keep talking. <laughs> that yeah. well, that's worth uh, mentioning here. Oh. But Fallout Boy, that's right, Fallout Boy. Uh, watch that out, was one of their radioactive favorite. man. Yeah. I thought you were. I thought you were actually doing a Fallout Boy song there. Mm-hmm. Fallout Boy. Boy. They were named by their fans, and they're stuck with it. Oh like, god! That, that what does is that the, mean? Well, then they were like, "Okay, let's. We'll have a contest. Name our band. We need a new band name. Name our band." Are you serious? And somebody was like, "Okay, Fallout Boy from Simpsons." Are like, fine, whatever. And they're just like st- stuck with it. Like, yeah. They don't want to be Fallout Boy. They were decent bands touring Florida, uh, Flanders, and Evergreen Terrace. I they're, remember Evergreen Terrace. Yeah. They were all over Florida. Yeah. I remember in my high school, there's a battle of the bands, and like a bunch of the bands had posters up in the hallway, and one of them was called Mayor Quimby, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, that's good. You guys are trying too hard. If, so there was also if you were the mayor, they'd vote for you. I was that cynical in like 1996, <laughs> 97. I'm like, come on, There guys. was an Alkali Lake in my town, like a band named Alkali Lake. Of course, named after the home of Weapon X in Canada where Wolverine got mm. his adamantium. Alkali Lake. Very popular with the comic book nerds. But as you can tell by all our references to The Simpsons, we've been, I think all of us have been waist deep in Simpsons for the past five days at this point. Like, it was a pretty crazy Simpsons weekend thanks to, so FFX, FXX has F- a marathon. They're having a marathon of every Simpsons ever played back to back to back <laughs> for eight days? Twelve. Twelve it's days. It's so weird, it feels like a war. <laughs> it, like it it's, it's just that, like there's there have been marathons before, yeah. but they're usually by the time we're recording, mm. they're usually over. It started days ago. We're recording now, and by the time this goes up, it'll all it'll still be happening. Yeah, I but re- nobody will care anymore. I, I do remember when Nick at Night, like when they would get because I because I had a lot of free time, I would watch Nick at Night. And it'd be like they just added the Mary Tyler Moore show. It's a Mary Tyler Moore marathon. It's like. Well, this lasted a Hot week because it's. Or this lasted like a week because it's twelve hours and seven seasons. Yes, but 
that Simpsons there's 20 is 25 seasons plus a movie plus that is movie. in there too. But this is going 24 7. 24 7, nonstop. Not and nonstop, like, but that's no reruns. The sad thing about it is that the best episodes I, are airing at like 3 in the morning. You, you know, I'm coming out, I've come out plenty of times against Simpsons snobs. Mm-hmm. There are no longer any seasons I care to binge watch. So mm-hmm. the next couple of days, I do want to watch the movie again. Here's a, a tweet draft mm-hmm. I was p- cooking up, which is like, I'm engaging with this marathon in a short form version of how I engage with the series. I was obsessed, obsessed mm-hmm. about it from day one mm-hmm. and then slowly fell off the wagon around season 12 mm-hmm. and now check in occasionally to be like, so what's going on? And that's, and that's, 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 that's the, the diary of every every Simpsons nerd. Even people who write books about it, mm-hmm. you checked out at a certain season, and you continued watching these shows in syndication. Because not only were they the first shows to end up in syndication, they've been airing the longest. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's they were the ones unfair. I watched over. There was a exactly. time where I was like, I stopped watching season three episodes. And I was like, I've had my VHS tape of season three the longest. It's the one I've watched the most. I should watch more season sixes. Like I, I haven't watched enough of those. Like uh, it's with a cool thing. Tyler, I believe, pointed out it's The Simpsons was that rare thing on the cusp of like it was never on cable. Mm-hmm. It's never been streaming, and the coolest, the weirdest, coolest thing about it is that it, it has aired every day in multiple forms of syndications on numerous different channels in different cities. This, outside of the new Sunday airings is the first time yeah. the nation and the world have been watching the same episode. Yeah. That's that is, crazy. That's, and so, like, Twitter, like, you couldn't even escape it because we've never been able to live tweet a, a Simpsons episode. Well, I love following all the Simpsons writers who, like, yeah. their tweet, and, like, they are saying things they didn't even say on the commentaries, which mm-hmm. I have obsessively listened to. Mm-hmm. This was how much I got. So, Saturday was primetime. Like, that was middle of season four up to mm. start of season six i was like wow. this is the best day and i know uh, i checked it on sunday didn't regret it but wish i'd been there earlier. you know what i did on sunday but, i watched a bunch of seinfeld episodes on DVD. what but on saturday the benjamin schwartz mm-hmm. the who plays john ralphio yeah. on parks and rec and he's also on house of lies mm-hmm. uh he did a live stream which uh, eight hour live stream during it which was him with other alternative comedians and then like a half dozen Simpson writers just hanging out and they're like so what do you think of this what do you think and like they're asking them really insider questions about like so wait you guys weren't WGA until season 10 how much money did you make and like like that and they talk to the casting woman who like talks about casting Mm -hmm. Nancy Cartwright and that Bart's original name was Mort yeah and And I was just reading recently about the original Mo casting and yeah. before Hank Azaria came aboard. It was the footage exists out there somewhere. The voice was actually Starscream's voice. Chris something oh, or really? other. Late Chris whatever. Sorry, Starscream Cow. fans. I love uh, but I watched eight hours of people watching The Simpsons. Like, that's that's crazy. how much I was into it. And there was this great moment where like current Simpsons exec producer, co exec mm-hmm. producer, Matt Selman, who I believe like in hierarchy is just mm-hmm. below Al Jean as the guy who runs The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. He is a big time alternative comedy fan, loves Twitter. Like I believe he's like friends with one of our buddies, um, Chinspired on Twitter. Oh like, nice. That, that they're friendly. But Matt Selman, like, he mm-hmm. talked about how how he kind of loves to to razz old school Simpson fans mm-hmm. that he talked about he went to this trivia night mm-hmm. called the Stonecutters thing that happens in it's not quote the stonecutters thing but stonecutters mm-hmm. is in there and he went to these guys trivia night 
at a bar in L.A. And he was like, come on, here, I'll bring him. We'll even broadcast an episode together. And he intentionally chose the one of the, like, I think the most hated episode of any Simpsons mega nerd. It's certainly my most hated episode. One. The Sadgasm episode, a.k.a. the 90s episode. Uh, I, I, I hate that is. one. That's almost too late for, like, some people to hate. It's, it I don't is, even know what it is. So, all right. Look, I get what they did, and you the way we was is a classic, mm-hmm. yeah. very specifically said in 1974, making mm-hmm. very specific jokes in 1974. Lisa's, Maggie's first word, no, Lisa's first word, mm-hmm. very, very specifically said in 1984. Mm-hmm. And already. So, <laughs> a few years ago they decided, let's do another one of those episodes, but for the 90s, but it's like, you guys were in the 90s, you can't. That doesn't work, so... Every time you show Artie Ziff from your prom, he's a giant afro and wears bell-bottoms. <laughs> so, so then, as pretty much a middle finger to continuity snobs of The Simpsons, mm-hmm. they just go like, no, Marge and Homer dated and were in college in the 90s. Like, it's the 90s. And, like, Marge has a Rachel haircut, and they're going to have a bunch of 90s jokes. Wow. And... I and I like the pure ballsiness of it, yeah, and yeah. I also love that Selman is making, like, he's like, hey guys, have me as a guest. I'm going to make you watch the episode you hate the most, and I wrote it. <laughs> like, that's, that's funny cool. to me, but I do hate what that What season episode. is that? 20, in the 20s. Yeah. See, like, I think the classic ones to hate, there's even classic ones to hate at this point. It's yeah, like, but even like 16, yeah. if it's pre-16, yeah. it's still kind of classic. It's, I put one of the classic Like, ones. you know, like Armin Tamzarian. Yeah, I, I, I'm not so uh, that one. The Jockeys. Jockeys being magical elves. Yeah. That's a pretty bad one. Though that at least has the... That has the guts to have comic book guys show up and call it the worst episode ever until they call out, like, you're repeating a plot line here. Like, I remember I remember when you guys got a horse. You can't buy another horse. Like, this yeah, is the same plot. That is not the least of that episode's problem. The fact that there's a musical number about elves that live underground that are, that jockeys, are jockeys, and it's like, this is so outlandish, and it's not even funny in the first place. It's Yeah, it's not funny in that they break... Now we're just we see we started all this positivity yeah. about the Simpsons. Now we're just bitching about it again. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to. Anyway, say it. but fuck, I, oh, I was going to say something. I forgot. But let's oh, talk Michael, about books Michael pointed we read. It out, but pointed oh, it out. Okay. I did love this. I had a very the, my very special attachment to the Simpsons. In the beginning, it was all Bard episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the right when the show aired, I was in the ex- I was the exact same I age. Was and I was ten. I was the exact same Bart. grade as Bart. I'm in fourth grade. That was yep. really con- it was good, and I can't I can't over embellish how much of a connection you draw with a, a character who's very clearly your age, and there wasn't a cartoon character who misbehaved and got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Similar to uh, even Dennis the Menace, what did he do? He came over here and ate the seven butterscotches. A smart <laughs> Alec who had ADD. Yeah, that like was, you could no, identify Bart, with. That. I could identify with Bart, and then somebody pointed like, "I'm not sure Homer's age, but I'm pretty sure I'm it." <laughs> Close. He was. They announced him 36, as thirty six. I think in Edison in the Edison episode, I do believe they say he's thirty seven. Mm. So I'm not quite there. I think Michael was like in I close. Think, I think I'm Homer's age now. That's that's insane. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Love, love this Simpsons stuff. We've been streaming Simpsons all week, and I put up an article on LazyTimePodcast.com called Every Dead Simpsons Guest Star yeah. Ever. Uh, and sorry, someone just corrected me. Um, there was one I missed. Who? Johnny Unitas. Oh, Johnny. Well. Johnny Unitas. Oh, 
Wait, did he talk? That's. I thought he didn't talk, but uh, according to these lists I'm seeing, he definitely appeared, lent as his voice to the character as wow, himself. I, I thought they, he was just referred to. They recorded his hair. <laughs> yes. Mm. It's, a, it's a hairstyle you can set so your watch you can to. constantly set your watch by. <laughs> if we don't watch this, it might not make it. That's how I feel about the Avengers or like the Iron Man movies now. Where I was like, I need to support Iron Man. Like an Iron Man film might not succeed. And now it's like, you're not needed at all. Like, yeah. Iron Man Tom will happen always. The like, rest of the nation will be here for Iron Man. This isn't for you anymore. I, Though we'll make it for you. Like, was, I, was I texting or was uh, instant messaging you? Like, is it odd that the last week's show we didn't, not only did we not mention Sin City, a Dame to Kill for, mm-hmm. that none of us have ever proposed the idea of ever seeing this movie at all. Yeah. No. And, that's, and, that, and that was your response. Yeah. Eh, yeah, that happened. Yeah. That yeah. failed to happen, and then it tanked so bad this week. I'm very surprised it got made, I have to say. Uh, I think I, it, it would have worked a lot better uh, closer to the original. It should have like taken did, them eight years Yeah, it's not like I didn't want it. to see another Sin City movie. It's mm-hmm. just like, from everything I read about it, it's... It, it's very much the same mm. film, and like, it's, well, yeah, it's just he he made the comics, yeah. like, like that. That's all it is. But it also looks like, but like several of the stars in it are dead. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Michael Clark Duncan and Brittany Murphy, and canonically in Sin City. Oh, that's are dead. But well, Sin City jumps around in time anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, my favorite thing about that movie is Michael Grimm's tweet: hmm. "Sim City, a DRM to kill for." I saw that. Uh, I thought that it was, guy is a genius. He's yeah. a Twitter genius. He really is. Yeah, just, I, don't see that I, I read a really good... Speaking of... Let's talk about things we've read. One mm-hmm. thing I read on Grantland was a really good, like, history of Frank Miller's work. Mm-hmm. Just like... Frank Miller's... That's, when I said it to you, you are like, ah, Frank Miller. I'm like, we didn't go see Sin City with the idea that Frank Miller was a crazy person. Yeah. I mean, and, he's revealed himself to be more of a crazy it's, person it's, it's as time has gone on. Some of his work. I would say most... It is a big turnoff. Most, like. Mostly Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. To, to make it this weird right-wing allegory for mm-hmm. everything that's wrong with the universe. But Sin City still kind of makes sense. It's a disgusting place that you... You know, it, it's nice to visit it's, from a movie lens. It is a, mega genre. Like, it is yeah. its genre. You, like. Nobody wants to live in Sin City. Nobody mm-hmm. wish it, wishes it really existed. All the guys are tough guys, and yeah. all the women are sexy. Like that's yeah. how that's the world it exists in because it's a noir. Like mm-hmm. it is heavy ass noir. Mm-hmm. But now the Grandland article is great because it like, takes you through his whole career and saying like, oh, this stuff that this stuff that seemed like an artistic choice mm-hmm. or that it was like, oh no, he's he's coming at this from talking about something. He's like, no, this is actually how he feels. Like this is just this is just how he yeah, feels. So like weird. this isn't an, this isn't a pose. This isn't a statement mm-hmm. and. And he says that, like, he sa- the guy brings up at the end his Holy Terror book, which is just really, like, literally propaganda. Like, he says, this is propaganda about our war with Muslims. Like, this is just about what it is. <sighs> and he says, like, if this, if, this is, if this is him still trying to make a statement and not his honest intention, then he is better than 10 Andy Kaufmans because, like, he is living <laughs> it so real. Uh. Like... Uh, so yeah, it's just like that's a turnoff. It it makes it better. And also, yeah. Yeah. though though also the article makes one of the best arguments I've ever seen for hmm. the Dark Knight Returns again or the Dark Knight mm-hmm. strikes, strikes again back. strikes back mm-hmm. actually strikes being again. good and actually being like a yeah. work of art. I've never like, finished it. He has a good argument for it, but also that his brain breaks. Like in the guy brings up that in issue two, mm-hmm. Batman is literally a terrorist. Like he actually he crashes a plane into a building in issue two, <laughs> and that came out in 
I think July or August of 2001. Mm. And in that issue, Metropolis is destroyed. Mm-hmm. But it's in a very cartoony effect. Still cut lone, to... The lone gunmen still beat them. Yeah, it's true. But, <laughs> but cut to issue three, uh-huh. which came out after 9-11. Oh, boy. There oh are people boy. sifting through the ashes and... And, like, talking about, look oh, at this boy. destruction. And, like, basically standing next to, like, buildings that may as well just be the World Trade Center. It's like, oh, things aren't fun anymore for Frank. Cool. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, I mean, and, like, 9-11 fucked with everybody's head. I feel like I've only just gotten over it. And not, not, we not have that enough I've, distance to go, like, Yeah, not yeah. that I was, like, super bummed about it, but it, it literally not... I don't want to say warped, because it was... You know, wasn't ill-founded, but it warped my perceptions for years. Changed changed the way I looked at everything. I love and, and don't want to say that because that means it worked. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I only feel like I've just gotten like, oh yeah, that sucked. Mm-hmm. If I can finally say that, like yeah, that yeah. sucked. That whole thing sucked. Oh, thank God that's behind us. But yeah, the Fran- anyway, read Grant Miller, Grant Miller, Grant Land's Frank Miller piece. It's very good. It Indeed. is. It is one of the best looks at his person and also that like he the sadness that is his current work of arts mm-hmm. right now and how great he used to be but uh so there's that i also uh i finally finally the i only buy invincible in their ultimate collections which oh. do a whole year's worth in one oversized hardcover nice that's how i got the first collection somebody just bought the first collection for me as a gift in that mm-hmm. and me being ocd i only want it in that format i love invincibles ann and i were but, talking about that last night but because i only buy it in that format Ugh. i have only now read issue 100 I, isn't it great that's it is it is great it is such a great issue i, t- I was talking with ann about that yesterday because she's she's slowly getting caught up maybe for the same reasons and just like I think issue 100 is one of the best issues of like the last year. Mm-hmm. It's I love really fun. Gets, I love when he gets so subversive and like mm-hmm. meta. Like mm-hmm. in issue 98 when he like just in a very quick series. Like things happen so fucking fast in that book because yeah. he can just do it. Like he's like, yeah. no, uh, this main ca- this major character dies. No announcement, no tease. Like he just is next snap. Like done. Or or when they reveal that the um, the guy, I believe Bulletproof, who became Invincible mm-hmm. briefly, that he reveals yeah. that he had been posing as his brother the entire time. Mm-hmm. And then like then the crazy shit that happens right after that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of horrible violence happens right after that. It's- and then it just stops. And then like. And then a character who is a comic book read- writer is just talking straight to camera on a splash page it's going crazy. like, well, yeah, you know, we're getting close to issue 100 and I'm trying to just really shock people and set them off guard. But then I also have like meta stuff that I put in the book to mm. try to get people to still think it's fun and to not get distracted by how dark it, it was right before. I was like, rebooted the fun. Yeah. No, but that like that page is like, this is so fucking meta and so mm. like inside and commentary on what's happening like that it's smarter than people give invincible credit totally it's totally way smarter and than it's it coming out of a giant dinosaur yeah and also <laughs> that yeah his biggest his his major enemy for so many issues is a bright red dinosaur man named dinosaurus yep that's his fucking name dave it's written by robert kirkman i, I oh. believe you'd like this yeah now I just uh, like the term coming out of a giant dinosaur <laughs> very funny so like dinosaur uh, so i will say you gotta read the, give it. You gotta go through the first six issues, like mm-hmm. or first ten. It's still good. The first ten issues of Invincible I, I are just, good. I didn't expect much from it. But it, it takes until a turn. It, it, when, once it took its turn, I'm like, well then, that and just got a whole lot more interesting. Yeah, and the turn that happens is just it's an like it is like ten like, issues in. Yeah, 
which makes the turn all the better. Like, yeah, because so up, many up comics, until then, it, it's like, yeah, this is somebody turning the superhero universe on its ear. Yeah. I get it. But so many comics like don't they don't trust you to wait. That yeah, long. they're like, no issue one at most. Issue four, they're like, <laughs> God, we gotta put in the twist. Thank God they're so good about collecting those comics because uh, yeah. you, you probably can't buy an edition of it now that doesn't contain the first ten issues. Yeah, well, like it got and it's full color too. It's not black and white and grungy and color, like Walking the Dead. Color, it's the, beautiful color. The uh, art evolves. Yeah. In, the the original art is there's nothing there's but, nothing great about. But the it art also movie. has a first fifty issues compendium mm-hmm. like Walking Dead. So mm-hmm. you got that going I for would, you. It's like if that comes up in a comicsology sale, just buy it. Invincible is so fucking good. I want like I want to revisit it. I'm out of. I haven't haven't caught up since. The whole rape thing, um, but yeah, I, no, I haven't. <laughs> no, I know. I, know. I I'm not up to that issue yet. But but speaking of Walking speaking Dead, of uh, Kirkman, mm-hmm. while uh, you guys were at the pizza place talking I help about, but see you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. While you guys were talking about social justice warios, um, I I uh, caught up on the two most recent issues of The Walking Dead. Um. Uh, have you? You guys haven't talked about the most. This is after action. the Shippuden time skip, right? Yeah. So the the, the, the time skip, and <laughs> then very proud of yourself for that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, the July issue has a cliffhanger that, spoiler alert, I'll give you five seconds. Within two pages, it's like no, this this twist is not happening. He does that. All, that's what yeah. kind of started pissing me off in that book. Of just like, can you believe this twist? It's really no, it didn't happen. Yeah. But the most latest issue has one of the biggest game changers that that I've that has been thrown forth in The Walking Dead. Because I, I like the time jump, but it is des- it is yeah. it needed a shake up and like what you're gonna do something terrible. To us. War was was boring. Like, yeah, it got old. Like yeah, but it was also it was a beautiful tiresome. story of. Well, why war doesn't yeah. even need to exist? Well, yeah. the, without being too spoilery, again, I'll give you. I'll give you 10 seconds this time to skip ahead. There's, like, the twist here is going to change the dynamic between zombies and humans. Whereas the zombies have kind of been just, like, this non-factor for so long. Yeah, they haven't mattered in about 60 issues or something. But I'm so thrown by the, the most recent issue where there was a twist that was debunked within two pages that... I don't know if I can really see this becoming a long-term thing, or if it's just this one character's weird interpretation of something. It's like a narrative end kind of thing. Yeah, there. That always. That's kind of another thing that pushed me away from the book or reading it consistently. Was just mm-hmm. like he would keep introducing these things, like, "Oh, this seems like a cool narrative place to go," mm-hmm. and like you could tell he kind of got bored with it, or mm-hmm. he just like goes, "No, that's that's not it anymore." This like one character will just say like. Oh, that thing I told you was my plan. It was a lie. I don't mm-hmm. have any plan. I'm just going to slink into the background now. Sorry about that plot. Like mm-hmm. that's that's all of that. I mean, I'm confident that it's something that they will keep going with because it is the result of at least two issues worth. I feel like it went on even longer, but like it was a there were a pair of characters who were doing things that are kind of detached from everybody else, and they were not very interesting. Mm-hmm. But what? that pair of characters what their conflict led to mm-hmm. is this revelation so mm-hmm. if they did this just to lead to something that is going to be thrown away then they literally wasted like you know three or four pages per issue on this nothing 
But that's uh, I have event. faith that they did. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, no, I think that what they built to is something that they'll keep mm. going with, mm. and they, and it'll be a little bit of like a, a fresh. Uh, make me buy new comics, Dave. Unemployed. Uh, well, the good thing about Walking Dead is I like know, they o- they always Jewish. make the everything but the most recent yeah. issue is two dollars. Yeah, that's it's, that's how that I just find it. By the way, Marvel, I'm stealing your digital copies from people. I hope you know. That's evil. I, yeah, those digital copies are for them well, alone. It's, I've always <laughs> struggled to catch up with DC, but now it's literally impossible mm. since there's no way to get a decently priced DC issue. Man, nah, pretty much no. <laughs> I mean, until unless there's a sale, like that's yeah. kind of it. So that combined with the fact that the last episode of mm-hmm. Walking Dead season two just came out. Yeah, I haven't played the it yet. Video game. I will be playing that tonight. I I just downloaded it. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to play it. I mm-hmm. think season two has been pretty good. It hasn't been quite as good as one. I've been saving season two for yeah. well, that's, now, that's, like for when it was over. But the fact I want to play it all. Yeah. That's the beauty of The Walking Dead is that like it, it's not. It, it wouldn't even be interesting if the struggle was all man versus zombie, yeah. and it's just these interesting things you present to yeah. the the reader. The more comfortable you get in these new societies. Yeah. The, I don't know. It's it's finding the holes you can poke in yeah. that. I really love it. I really love it. And I've said this a billion times, but it's like, that's what I thought Lost was going to be. was a story about people creating a new society mm-hmm. in this weird place, mm-hmm. and then it turned into magic. And I, but that's, You're going to get Dave all defensive. I know, but Dave, yeah. that's, not a, that's not a slam on Lost. That's, that was my expectation of it going in. In the beginning, mm-hmm. and it, it, so what? It I mean, there was it still had that element of society There was like building. one episode where Sawyer stole, uh, Sawyer stole the guns. I thought they were going to start talking about, well, yeah, how this creates a new economy and a hierarchy. I don't want to talk about Lost anymore. Got it. No, I mean, because they still had that thing going in season four when they had the time travel and uh, Sawyer attempted to integrate with the other. I, like, I'm not going to. Don't want to talk about Lost. It was. Really big don't. Juliet fan, though, just saying. Yeah. Big Juliet. I'm just saying, like, they had the element of, like, integrating with society, both, like, the, pe- <laughs> the people integrating with the 70s. Uh, others who were trapped on the island and the people who got off the island attempting to reintegrate themselves with regular society and they realized they couldn't so they went back to the island. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need anything else? Yeah, I, I just like that both the comic and the show are kind of really engaging me again. That's good. And the fact that there's no new episodes of the show right now didn't make me not. <laughs> to make you go like, oh, this is what's yeah. bad. Like, this yeah. is why I don't, yeah. That show. Yeah. But they they did put the uh, what's his face Norman Reedus in that uh, PT game. Oh oh yeah that's right he's the star of uh, well he's the star Silent of Silent Hill. Hills. Mm-hmm. Silent Hills is that what it's called? There's an S at the end of that mm-hmm. hills. Watch the whole trailer, buddy. Uh, no no I, we will not. I will. I refuse to care about Silent Hill until I'm forced to. Eh. <laughs> I hey, I gave them seven games. <laughs> seven but games. You haven't given Kojima one game. Yeah that's true. And, and Give him a chance. And Guillermo del Toro. Uh, for sure. For Noted sure. Mega we nerd. do talk about this extendedly in Video Game Apocalypse this week. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, why? We were talking about video games. I don't want to talk about video games. Comic books. Mm-hmm. Did anybody read any others? Hmm? <laughs> Speaking of others. The, no. Uh, <laughs> season five. No. Uh, fine. I read a different comic book, too. Mm-hmm. That is something I will remember very soon that I read it. Do we want to retread my thoughts on the Spider-Woman issue cover? Okay, why don't we get into the news? 
Well, first off, uh-huh. um, Donald Glover is going to be the so ultimate cool. Spider-Man. Wait, what do we do in the next segment then? Huh? <laughs> well, the next segment is, remember, it's community and, and comic book spot. Got it. Spotlight. Got, I forgot how the show went. It's only been 104 episodes. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that, that uh, Donald Glover, who at one point Twitter wanted to... Well, some people on Twitter really wanted to be Spider-Man, and then some people really didn't can want we, him can, to be Spider-Man. Can we Spider-Man. just pull up that clip and play it? It's All so right, good. yeah, it is. It is really good. But but before you pull up that clip, yeah, the, the news is that he wasn't cast as Spider-Man before, but now in the Ultimate Spider-Man TV show, when Miles Morales yes. is going to appear in it, he will He'll be played be by Donald, Donald Glover, Glover, which is the person fame. to cast. Like it's. Such a, a good nerd. choice. Like he's a great, but like, it just yeah. I love Miles. I I don't know if you love Miles Morales as I, much yeah. as I do. I, I haven't love, read enough Miles to love. Him. I love uh, Ultimate Comic Spider Man. It's really good. He's a very interesting character, and, and, and Donald Glover is a great voice actor too. Mm-hmm. Like I, he was, he was the standout of his episode of uh, uh, Fiona and Cake Adventure mm-hmm. Time with Fiona and Cake. What I didn't know that he plays Marshall Lee. I. The Marceline equivalent. That's like so. T- that's so 2013. I don't Chris. watch fucking live television. It was the FXX like the first time ever. Tell me something, Donald Glover. Did you guys hear about that Spider-Man thing that happened with me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna listen to this. Okay, for those of you who have a life, uh, basically what happened was there was uh, a, a, a they were they were talking about on this geek blog about you know making spider-man you know they were they're redoing it so they said that maybe this new spider-man since they're making it so you know quickly after making these other spider-mans maybe they should make it real different you know make it kind of like dark and edgy like the dark knight and put it in modern day times and stuff and maybe you know spider-man maybe he doesn't have to be white maybe he can be black or hispanic or something like that and then somebody put a big picture of me in the comments it was like donald glover can play spider-man he's nerdy I was like, okay, and somebody sent that to me, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'll put that up. So he is nerdy and in great shape. Like, oh, Donald for Spider-Man, let's do this. You know, kind of joke, but also, like, who doesn't want to be Spider-Man? That'd be cool. And that's when the world went crazy. <laughs> and half the world was like, Donald for Spider-Man, we're only going to watch the next Spider-Man, and Donald Glover's playing Peter Parker. And the other half was like, he's black, kill him! Like, I'm so fast! <laughs> It was insane. Like you were either very hot or cold on subject, and I didn't. And I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything during that whole time. I, I just laid low. But I did read one comment that was like, "Oh, we're gonna make Spider-Man black now. We're just gonna make Spider-Man black now. That's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna make Spider-Man black. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make Spider-Man black now. We're gonna make Spider-Man black. Well, why don't we just have Michael Sarah play Shaft? didn't respond to any of the stuff I saw online, except for that one. <laughs> I wrote back, uh, dot, 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 yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. Michael Sarah play Shaft. I'd watch that movie every day. I'd go broke. I'd go broke as I guess one more for Shaft, please. Like, I'd do that every day. I mean, like, wouldn't that be awesome to be? All right, yes. So yes. I think that, th- yeah, I, he's deconstructed it more, and I think he has a point that I think it's, it's this weird mixture of there are comic book nerds who hate any change to their yeah. to their mythos and I, that are not I do, racist I do, that they're just yes. like don't change this thing. I do like, understand some of your positions there, but they get mad about a hair color being changed but on characters. We seem to care that so many Brettos are playing. Uh, <laughs> hey, I have, com- <laughs> I have complained about that in stand up comedy myself. It's uh, it, it's but more, uh, it's but, more that like we've lived through so many 
fake deaths and resurrections and but also failed marriages and, and like people gone forever and then returning forever. Like, mm. there's nothing that can really ruin this universe. And it, to me, it like Thor's a woman. Like, cool. Thanks. Shake things up. Yeah. Shake things up. It, but, well, also because you know, it will eventually. It's sort of like a tuning fork or something. Like yeah. it goes crazy, but eventually we'll settle back. It'll down settle back to down. The status quo. Which like, is, it's, it it's nice to disappear from that for a little while. Yeah. It's like Walking Dead. It's it nice to see them Spider-Man. get comfortable, and then I really need someone to throw a giant bullet into that peaceful yeah. community. Yeah, but so I, I do think then he did get a lot of people who were just like, Spider-Man is white, and my hero is only white, and my children should only see and white that's heroes. Weird. Like that's it's weird. weird. People have that feeling. Mm-hmm. You might it, be a bad person. Watch out. <laughs> And it was the same with like when Idris Elba was cast as Heimdall in uh, in Thor, where there were people. There who are no like, black Norsemen. It's like these are space aliens that the Norsemen in, invite. Like they're gods. Like there's no Norse gods either. Like so, what? Who cares? Like their color is whatever. They're not human. Like they, why c- couldn't one of them be black? I was reading like, Earth X, and that they they came down here during that time period and mm-hmm. saw that. This is according to EarthX. They are aliens. The, the, the Asgardians are aliens from another planet. They came down here and saw human beings worshipping those gods in that time period and adopted that form and kept it. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not the a bad story. interpretation. I like that. But that's the story. Because they thought that's who... Well, clearly we're the ones you're, we're worshipping. <laughs> we have all these powers. But so anyway, like now finally things have been made right. And he is going to play a Spider-Man. Miles Morales. Like and, a character who... Bennis has even said was partially inspired by seeing the Donald Glover thing. He's like, yeah, there could be a black character, couldn't you know, there? I'm like, sure. He's doing it on the animated series. On the animated series. As a guest character, not as even the main character. So, oh, for hey, real? Well, oh, I don't man. think... I think like, they did mention that. It, was good. This, it, it mentioned something about crossing over to their universe. And look, Ultimate Spider-Man stars White Spidey. The only Spidey yeah, I... So did, the comic, <laughs> so did the comic until he was killed. Kill him. Kill him! <laughs> It doesn't matter. Whoa. It doesn't matter because no matter what happens, it's going to suck. I didn't. I haven't read anything recently, but what I did do is watch the new DC animated film, um, Batman: Assault on Arkham. Uh, how was that? Um, I didn't finish it. It was weird. I, I was. What was I doing? I, I, but I was. I was so pressed for time, mm-hmm. and I had just said to myself. I want to watch Mask of the Phantasm. Ooh, there's a free Harley Quinn figure if I go buy this with this Best Buy gift certificate. Mm-hmm. And so I went and did that uh, instead of watching Mask of the And I'm watching it and like... Okay, first of all, if you hadn't read any reviews, it should be called Suicide Squad. Assault on Arkham. Batman is like never there. Did you play Arkham Oregon Origins? Yes. Is it a sequel to Arkham Origins? Does um, it take place in the Arkham Origins world? Because that really set up Suicide Squad. Huh. I, I didn't get that far in Origins. Because I do believe Troy Baker plays the Joker in Arkham huh. in Assault on Arkham, like, as well. I don't as think he does. does. Wait, I'll, 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 I will double check that. But I watched it and I was, like, fucking flabbergasted at, like, one thing we know about Donald Glover playing Spider-Man in this Marvel animated series, that series is going to suck and be for babies. <laughs> And eh, for eleven-year-olds, it's still nuts. It's okay to have things for eleven-year-olds. I've come to accept. I that. have. I I've been a little out of the loop with DC's animation, um, but I've kept up on a lot of it. It's always more adult-centered. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be this. Within the first couple minutes, somebody is decapitated on screen. Whoa! Uh, Harley wow. Quinn makes a ton of sexual advances at uh, a lot of people. Wow! Until someone eventually takes her up on it. 
on screen in this animated film. And like, wow, I'm not taking that breath. It, it is definitely weird to see these comic characters go to these lengths in animated form. Mm-hmm. But it is violent. It is blood, like a lot of blood, a lot of death. Like everybody, every poor fucking guard working in Arkham Asylum is brutally murdered. Eh. Uh, it, it, not, what's his name? Not Killer Croc, the shark guy. Um, oh, Great White. Great, whatever. He, he just bites somebody's head off on screen. Like it's wow. It's it's oh not so the no graphic. sorry. It's ah, shit. It's I Killer Shark. I Killer Shark. I, I think it's Killer Shark. Uh, but now, now I gotta look this up. Shark member of the Suicide Squad. As we all wanted from the Shield, Cheech Pounder is uh, Amanda yeah. Waller. Yeah, well, that she's, was great. She's played her a lot already. Well, you guys were talking about the Saigon Suicide Squad from Upright <laughs> Citizens Brigade. I just bought Upright Citizens Brigade season three DVD. Did they finally bring finally it out? came out? Wow. Holy shit! Once every five years, we get an Upright Citizens Brigade season. Well, this DVD. is the last one. I think I may have sold my first two seasons because I gave up hope that. You'd ever have a complete that, uh, set? there'd ever be a third season. Well, well, lose hope no longer. King Shark, King, King Shark. Shark, whatever. Yes, but likes to bite off people's heads. Uh, it happens. It happens on screen. And, and I, I remember, like, I really like this, but I have like an hour and a half before I fall asleep. <laughs> this and is I, too violent of an imagery. No, 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 no. I just like. I bought this because I wanted to see Mask of the Phantasms. So I, I rented uh, Mask of the Phantasm on Amazon <laughs> and switched it over. Because I, I wanted to watch both, but I knew I didn't have time. I, and I really wanted to see Phantasm again. Just because, like, I haven't... I thought... I love I, Mask of I, I thought Amazon had it in HD, and technically, very technically, that's the only animated Batman film in widescreen and capable legit of legs. HD. Like, yeah. it's it's it could be legit be in HD. Like, it's really... And th- that mm. movie is so fucking cool. I love that movie. It's I mean, so it cool. is like it is. It's Batman Begins before it's, Batman. I thought begins. I gave Batman Begins all this credit for telling a great story and also a good origin story, but this movie did that years ago by intercutting. Yeah, and it's like crazy. All this stuff. I'll yeah. put it on my Instagram as soon as we're done with the show. I love. I just this picture of Bruce meeting the Batmobile, and it's just like mm. this. There's a oh, what are the most ridiculous consumer car I've ever seen in my entire life. I love the first time he puts on the mask and, mm-hmm. and Alfred looks so scared. Yes. And then I also saw the AV Club summed up one scene in it perfectly. Like, oh, this this scene explains Bruce Wayne. He is insane. And the scene is him talking to his parents. Yeah. He's just like, please, like, can't I yeah. have a life? Can't I please? Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, he's a crazy person. Yeah. That's, that's the, Bruce this, Wayne. This is the result of having problems. <laughs> and it, it's great. I fucking mask the phantasm. So good. Uh, made after the Batman the Animated Series came out in what, like ninety two. It was made concurrently with one of the later seasons. Like it was, yeah, it was yeah. Like, it, but it was supposed to be was straight to be, video. Mm-hmm. It got a higher budget, yep. uh, and it, it does show in certain places. Yeah, though I I can tell you as someone who saw it in theaters, it was not popular. No, I, no. I think they, it's why you'll never see another animated Batman film in theaters. It was really confusing to people because it was like right in the middle of the live action mm-hmm. series, which we all assume. I think would be kids the series. just go like. Well, I could see this on TV. I yeah. want to see a real guy. I didn't Batman. see. I didn't see it. I didn't see it in the theater either. And I wonder why. I did see it in theater. It was because my babysitter took me. She was like, "Well, we got to kill time." I'm like, Batman. Here's <laughs> a Batman thing. And then like seeing it like in that one, what was hardcore in Mask of the Phantasm was a trickle of blood mm-hmm. in someone's mouth and an off-screen murder, yeah. like the implied there's murder of a, yeah, but implied. And, like, but there's blood, and, and for me, it was like. Dude, Batman just kicked the Joker's tooth out. 
Oh yeah, that, that I lo- yeah he punches his fucking teeth out. Yeah, like they're both just like no, I'm really hurt. Like I have two or like they're actually just like Salvalestra's corpse, like it's on screen. <laughs> like yeah. you get the classic Batman moment they can never do on the TV show of like yeah. no, here's a smiling corpse, like it's a dead body who has been That's, hit with a Joker toxin. It's like, the greatest thing. It's true to its roots and it does something it couldn't do in its normal medium. It is a great, great film, totally worth watching for Batman fans. All right, so let's talk about the other big news very quickly do we have time okay go, let's go for it well i just i don't want to talk too much about this because not just to save <laughs> you chris some later <laughs> use of it oh spider woman's oh her cover yes mm, the variant cover to spider woman number one i'm trying by milo manara i'm trying to write something that is supposed to be funny jesus dave right. uh, that was, was actually my fault uh, i'm trying to f- it's supposed to be funny and it starts out like I understand people having a problem with objectification in comics. The over-sexualization of female heroines is something that's happened for a long time. It's the status quo, and it's also a bar that evolves into occasionally outright vulgarity. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I am neither mansplaining, nor mm-hmm. am I giving you from my glorious position of white male privilege permission to complain. I'm just saying I understand. I recognize there's a problem, and I'm on your side. But that's enough qualifiers that it's definitely going to be followed by the word but. But let me have this one, man. Let me have this one. It's not well, you have so you have so few choices of porn. You out care. There right I understand that, that you care about the objectification of females on superheroes. Well, we all want comics to be more inclusive. It could be seen as a turnoff. It could be seen as disrespectful. And I agree with you. Mm. But you can't. <laughs> That's all Spider Woman is good. For. Uh, that's a, that's a very as a very big blanket statement. It's, I have read good Spider Woman comics. It's like not she's that I have, not just she's not just a. But I'm, and I'm not taking the position of like, yeah, you're not the big nerd as me. I'm like, you don't care about Spider Woman. You don't even know what her real name is because nobody does. Jessica Drew. I yes, you do. One of five <laughs> because it doesn't fucking matter. She's always been this sexual object and she's been designed that way from the beginning. It's what defines her. And and every other superhero, let's make a sexual neutral or whatever. But ladies, you basically inadvertently stumbled upon my porn. And it's not fair that you ask to take it away. Spider-Woman is my superhero crush. I like the picture. It's not appropriate. It's a variant cover. That doesn't excuse anything. It does, actually. There are a lot of variant covers that would be totally like awful and disrespectful to like, lead with your best foot forward with that kind of variant cover. This is for hardcore Spider-Woman fans like me who want to see her masturbators. masturbators. Totally masturbators. Fine. Wow. Have the, uh... What? Have you just, has, just has, looking has anyone, at it? Like, no, I've seen this. I, I saw the cover. Okay, but do you not have internet porn? Like, I mean, there you could. The image on this cover is literally I, POV porn. I, I, I brought this up earlier. It's POV porn. I get that. It is <laughs> the woman on the bed, and uh, you're above her, and she's doing but, stuff to you. But Belladonna doesn't fight alongside Spider Man. <laughs> Not even a, reg- a, a not even irregularly as Jessica Drew does. Uh, there are multiple uh, superhero porn parodies that you could watch. But at this, this point. is official. That's better. That it, may, it makes your boner feel so much better. <laughs> it does. It does. And like, when, like when like we, I am I am willing to create and enact all this change for you. 
but you have to leave me one piece of boner food. <laughs> Isn't there anything for me in this society? No, 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 no. That's, like, I'll give you anything. Like, that's yeah. the trade-off. You can have everything else. We can get rid of the boob window on Power Girl. Uh, <laughs> yes. You well, can what, if that's, what if that's somebody else's equivalent of Spider-Woman for you? But that's what I'm saying. We all need to take a stand and say, just this one. Because so, like, the nightmare I'm envisioning... Yeah, I want to go uh, get a semi-hard on to Jessica Drew in a Spider-Woman outfit. Ooh, mm-hmm. you need to go in the objectification section. It's mostly IDW books. Mm-hmm. I, 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 there has to be one care. There has to be a place for objectification in comics and in mainstream superheroes. And it, I it think you will always find one. It shouldn't like, be per- as pervasive as it is. I'm totally with you, but don't touch Spider-Woman. It's important it's to me. My thing. It's my thing. So look. It is the unleaded gas that powers the internal combustion engine that is my libido and erection. So, I need it. So here, here's the stance I have on that is that I feel like it's very selective. Or I think some people who are getting upset about it have not read a lot of Spider-Woman comics because she is very often in, in the interior yes. drawn as a woman wearing painted on clothes. She's the first like, superhero I've seen where I could... See the definition of her vagina lips. She, mm-hmm. per, period. It's Man, true. That is just. Uh, now I know what you're saying. I mean, yeah, it is. She is de- depicted to an extreme. Like this is not like this isn't out of character for mm-hmm. her characterization. Like no. it's not that. Like this is. It's not, and that doesn't make it right either. Mm-hmm. But it's like the only th- difference is is that you just saw this. You, like, you probably have... I'm guessing you've never heard of Black Canary, who has never not been dressed like a prostitute. Eh, yes, yeah, so I will never. say, if the defense is, well, everything's bad, so who cares? Like, I, I'm not a big fan of that That one. is not what I'm saying. It, was just, it just happened to come across your desk, you filed it under sexism, and you wrote it up, not thinking about my boner starving. <laughs> I, I mean, it's I almost, mean look at Hank, that. It's her ass. Cool. Like, it's, look at her. It's fucking great. I feel that's the not even like... The of her back. She has, a, she has a hard foot. I feel Beautiful. that's not even like... That is not realistic in that if her costume is a costume that is that is a uh-huh. material that covers her butt crack, sure. then it should not contour to her ass in such a way like... Like, or else she should always just have it shoved up her ass. Like it, that. All right, gay boy. How much Victoria, Victoria's Secret uh, <laughs> undergarments have you witnessed in your I have, life? I am, I am part of a straight male-dominated society, <laughs> so I have seen my, a number of lingerie ads even without looking for them. Well, I got to say there are undergarments that do that. And it's also the fact that I don't care. <laughs> this is important to me. Spider-Woman is only important to you... To make your argument against objectification, which is important. That's, that is a big blanket statement. Which is important. It is. Yes. But you will not... All right, we put a trench coat on Spider-Woman. You'll never talk about her again. I'm the one who has to sit here and care. I'm it's so, me. I'm sorry. Think tried. about me. So they, now, came, like, they came for my... When they came for your porn, I it's, said I, nothing. I rarely take yeah. a stand. <laughs> But somehow, like they they, they contrasted that image with a uh, like a similar thing he a similar cover he had done yes. where yeah. there is a that woman is actually porn. Yeah, no, that that artist does he almost is a porn artist. Porn. Like yeah. he's an Italian like, porn and, 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 like, artist. It like. doesn't matter that's their variant cover. It absolutely does. That is not how they're presenting Spider Woman to the world. It's how they're presenting Spider Man Woman to hardcore yeah. Spider Woman fans like me. And they hired someone specifically to sexualize her. Mm. And there has to be a place for that. But that, it's nice even, that there's a place. Even for that it. Old, even that cover is like 
That's a woman presenting herself to a crowd. Well, they, this is Spider Woman presenting herself to nobody in particular. No, this is in, this is this is this is her this crawling is the, up a wall. This is the yeah. Gawkerati blog presenting yeah. what it wants to. You're finally going to take down all these PC thugs. I, I really don't have an investment. I'm just being silly. But okay. but it's it's more that like this is just what they chose to write the story about. This is not the cover you'll find on shelves. This yeah. is not the cover. Yeah. You'll, Strangers Oh sorry about that Let me turn off uh, This is not the cover Most people will experience When they see Spider-Man On store shelf And it's like mm-hmm. I said if they re- If they relaunch The Avengers mm-hmm. With a ba- with the, All of them as babies On the cover Which they have 100% done Nerds Would pitch a fit If they did it As a variant cover Nerds would celebrate The diversity a Of, of a fun cover. Different kind of art cover Why can't it be sexy Why can't yeah. it be sexualized I get Why it can't is- like it is to such an extreme. Look, I'm not. I, a fan. I was more offended by the Walking Dead's variant covers. Here's something where we uh, did a pencil test. No, I hate and that. But I also like. It reminds me of Greg Land. The Greg Land is a, also a, he does some interior work, but he's mainly worst covers. theme park ever. <laughs> and but his covers are also like he has been caught just like getting pictures of porn and painting, and then getting oh, using nice. Photoshop to point, paint over. Like, oh no, it's the it's the White Queen. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ugh. like, it's, I, it's, it's it's not, I get out. it. I can totally get being grossed out by it. And there's also the other aspect of like, that's cheap. Like yeah. this, the superhero it's, is more important than like. A, a anyway, she's presenting like a mandrill. It's exactly, like, it's, exactly a mammalian such, presenting response, Henry. If I could see, I'll show you later. If, if you I play saw cards, one right. cover, one cover ever, mm. where for no. Like Superman is having to like, or no, Batman is having to squat down to pick something up, and um, the camera angle is from the balls up. Yes. Like, and it was all about accentuating his package. I have a picture of Spider-Man's taint and balls. If this was the cover of of a Batman book, it would be a similar situation. But I don't think you would ever see DC or would make that cover, or would do it for or with Spider-Man or with Captain America or with anything like I. That is the imbalance I see. It's basically, is, if they did that action comics cover, but it's like, what does it look like underneath Superman when he's picking up that car? What if you were about to give Superman uh, a blowjob? I will <laughs> say, if you, uh, there's a little Tumblr mm-hmm. called uh, Sequential Sequential Fart mm-hmm. that kind of special done by Mr. Brett Elston mm-hmm. that specializes in super weird butt mm-hmm. and taint shots of superheroes. Yeah, it, no, it, it, it could be an embarrassing form of. It happens, and, I, 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 and I, I'm. I didn't want to I talk about mostly, this for I am mostly minutes. joking about it. I just uh, want to make a joke about it. I get it, uh, but and I might write something up about it. So please don't take me too seriously. I'm just trying to be silly, uh, and I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Fuck. But look, I don't. I yeah. fuck. Oh, that 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 sexualization, over sexualization, and objectification is way too rampant in comics. I understand that, and I do. I hate the idea of turning off young female. Or weird gay men being turned <laughs> off by it. Thank uh, you. Uh, but I, I hate that. I hate that that concept. But we gotta have we gotta have something, man. <laughs> I know you just have nothing. Like it's just so hard for you. It really no no no, like, no no. The society no, is saying, just not I for do, you. I just said it's pervasive and needs to stop. But we need some. You need some. You can't just go to none. But I mean, the, the, the existence of this cover proves that it's not going away. Like, that it is not... Well, that's like, it's a variant. I mean, it, to me, it's awesome. It's like, that guy is... He's basically... What's his name? Like, Marinara or something like that? Uh, I uh, think it was... I had he, never heard of him before. He, he's... Like, to be honest. In, in, in a form, Milo Manara. In a former age, he would never be hired because of the art that he does. 
It's instead. Oh, so you're saying it's it's sort of an open mindedness. It's it's that really they, cool that they hired a porn artist to do. Yes, it, like in among. I don't. I don't even, does anybody else know what the variants look like? Does anybody else know what the real cover is? No, no, no we don't. Nope. Because someone got to make an issue out of this, and so we have. Hooray! Yeah, right. Spider Woman's relaunch is ruined. Eh, I don't know. This mm. might, and maybe this helps in the end. Who knows? But, but that's the thing. She's all, she's been relaunched a billion times. She exists solely so Marvel didn't have the copyright stolen from them. It's in the just 70s. a, a yeah. series of failed issues over and over again. <laughs> Spider Woman exists almost solely like the Spider Man movies to protect a copyright. We really need to move on. Let's move on. I have no one okay. quick yes. news story, mm. and this will turn off most of the audience. But I heard that. Guardians of the Galaxy was so successful mm-hmm. that Batista might not return to the WWE. Boo! What? He's, he's be, like he's uh, booking all these movie roles. Yes, uh, Pro Wrestling Torch uh, has reported that uh, he's become so popular that the WWE is planning to never like their their plan is not include him in any storylines because they they expected for hit, for Guardians of the Galaxy to have died down at this point that mm-hmm. they would have. Ah, they would have introduced him back into stories at this point, but they haven't because he's because that movie's still doing well. It's Man, the most popular it, it just, movie of the summer. It just overtook everything else to be number one at the box office this week. That's and, awesome. And I think WWE's also realizing like he's going to be in demand, and no studio is going to want to insure him a guy being who a wrestler him. while he's acting mm-hmm. in movies. So. Well, because The Rock was literally like. He, he actually had a terrible internal rupture during yeah. his last wrestling match, which almost prevented production on Hercules. Yeah, so the plan is, like, he might never wrestle again. Wow. I, just when I was starting to like Bautista. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that that still opens it up so he can be, like, a manager type. Yeah, he or, can still do something with the authority. Yeah, like, he can still do things. He can mm. still be that jerk mm. Hollywood guy. Mm. But just in the... He doesn't have to wrestle because, honestly, like, I think... What, he wrestled for six months, mm-hmm. and there were like two or three times where we're like, I'm glad he was in this match. <laughs> it, well, was, it was too bad that he stopped because he was like, he finally he got, got good. good. Yeah. Like, he finally got good. Like, fully, like good in the ring and fully embracing his role. Yeah. Uh, all right, on, we on that, on that note, I would like to close out because uh, we are recording on National Dog Day. I'm stealing this from someone who posted on Facebook, Celebration of National Dog Day, this very special clip from a recent Scooby-Doo film. Being chased by a boulder. (laughs) John Cena stops the boulder. Amazing. <laughs> How'd you know where we were? Hi, diddly ho, Lissarinos, and uh, thanks again for listening to Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast that this week was overtaken by The Simpsons, but hey, what was it, right? Am I right? But if you love hearing us uh, talk about comics every week, and The Simpsons in specific this week, and all of our social justice warrior topics, there's so many ways that you can help us out. 
other than just listening, though we do appreciate all you listeners, go to lasertimepodcast.com, the homepage for uh, the uh, this show, the show, Cape Crisis, the homepage for the show on lasertimepodcast.com. When you're there, you'll see a PayPal button. You can give a little money to us with just considerate tip. You know, it helps. It helps things keep going. Like you know, it's not. It's, it is not free to produce a podcast on the internet. It, it, though, shouldn't it be? What? Come on, Obama, get off it. Get off. Get off your butt and make podcasts free. Or you could buy a t-shirt off of the t-shirt store. The button is on the left-hand side right underneath PayPal. You can buy a Laser Time t-shirt off of the store there. Or on the right-hand side of the screen, you're going to see a bunch of links to Amazon. Now, you can buy what we're suggesting. We think they're cool things, but you don't have to. You could buy whatever you want. As long as you buy something uh, through Amazon on the tab that opens... A little bit of money comes our way. You just buy whatever it costs. Nothing extra to you. Nothing extra. It just helps us out. You always buy stuff on Amazon. I know I do. I just bought a bunch of turkey jerky, huh? I mean, come on. Don't you do that too? Also, if you listen to iTunes, be sure to subscribe and give us a new review. I always love to see new reviews. Come on, guys. And uh, now, lastly, it's time for the Hanks Corner. Pick of the week you know i was talking it up quite a lot the simpsons comics and especially reading the original simpsons comics so i'm going to just suggest the uh the book called the simpsons comics colossal compendium volume one that uh, collects everything uh of the earliest simpsons comic books it was just came out in 2013 it's all these classic simpsons comics that, uh, that, you know, sometimes just read, like, long-term episodes of the show, but also read, like, a comic book starring The Simpsons with a lot of interesting references to, you know, uh, comic book history. So it's worth checking out from Bongo Comics. It is The Simpsons Collection. And, uh, yeah, you'll find a link to it on Amazon where you can buy it off Amazon on the page for this very episode on LazerTimePodcast.com. All right, and now back to the rest of the show. Look, up on the building, it's Spider-Woman. This is Jessica Drew, who as a child, while visiting her father's laboratory, was bitten by a poisonous spider. Forced to try an untested spider serum, Dr. Drew not only saved his daughter's life, but unknowingly gave her incredible spider-like powers. Dedicated to fighting evil while weaving her web of justice, it's Spider-Woman. And, and we're back. <laughs> 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 I I seriously was. You brought that clip in like I was ready to say nothing about wrestling. Like you guys both brought it up. I was like, you know, this week not going to say anything about wrestling. Well, Dave, you too. I know Dave's going through cheap podcast withdrawal. I'm been a week without a show. Mm-hmm. Sad. Sad. And Look did you guys? It. We well, did get to go to Hood Slam. That was fucking great. Yeah, there yeah was, we'll save there were that people for the dressed. Cheap there were there were two ladies I saw if dressed as a uh, comic book character. Instagram, yeah, but one was dressed. That's as why a, I subscribed to your Instagram or yeah, thanks, followed you on Dave Instagram. Dave followed I, me on Instagram this week, guys. <laughs> uh, it, it it was a woman dressed as woman 
dressed as Wonder Woman, called Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Her, that's just who she was. She, she was, was Wonder Woman. She, used she to be, was the character Wonder Woman as well. By the way, she used to be in WWE. She was. Though she was in the ECW version of WWE. Was she the vampire? I think so. Ah. Shelly Martinez. Oh, um, really? Yeah, the oh, Wonder Woman. She is, that seems too good for, she seems too good for the Wonder Woman. Well, the, but that. the other girl was Brittany Wonder, mm-hmm. but for no reason was dressed as Lady Deadpool. Mm-hmm. That was her outfit at the last one. We, uh, was she it? was dressed as the... Yeah, yeah. That's but her... she comes on as Brittany Wonder, and she's like apparently like a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Like People love her and her character. You're saying she... like you know who she is. Have you seen her outside of... No, no, oh, never. Okay. But the crowd's, that's her name, yeah. The crowd's reaction was like, yeah! Well, she, she, is, a, she is like the preeminent... Female and it's like that was the fucking coolest. Thing. Even Heidi was like, "Yeah, this is great. Yeah. This is pretty." The fact that she fun. came to wit within one row of us and slapped this other woman right in the chest like Ric Flair would. Yes, was it, it was so audible, and I told it's on C N T S T S E E N T S T A on Instagram. You and can see it for yourself. Like just to provide a small fucking bit of context. Great. Hood Slam is per, it's usually in Oakland where it's on, in a nightclub where there are no like uh, seats at there's, all. There's no seats. It's all it's a nightclub, so it's all ground level. Mm-hmm. So if you're like five or six rows back, you don't really see anything. Mm-hmm. We were sitting in bleachers, so we were like six rows up, it, like dead we, center. Yeah, we got a good good view of the ring. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I never expected anyone to come out of that ring and like fight into the stands, but mm-hmm. they did, and they came within one row of us. And this lady got slapped in the chest. And it was amazing. After the announcer had run around pouring Jack Daniels into people's mouth. Also, up the stairs. Up the stairs. It's crazy. That thing was so much fun. Yeah. The Superhero Spotlight! (laughs) Oh, boy. Caught off guard. Select your hero. So, in honor of the uh, Simpsons Marathon, we're going to talk about the Simpsons preeminent superhero... No, not Pie Man, you children. <laughs> it's Radioactive Man. Ooh, gimme. One of my favorites. Like, Gasp. Everyone is talking about, about? Radioactive Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's Radiation Man. It's Radioactive Man, jerk. <laughs> Strange, I shouldn't have heard that. You told me, and I didn't, but you told me to grab clips from Three Men in a Comic Book. Yeah, so it's Three Men in a Comic Book is a great episode, but it also was like, Feel like it has to be one of the first ever in American television portrayals of a comic book convention mm-hmm. and a very realistic mm. one. Like it definitely was. Like here are people standing in line to get their artists, an artist to sign something. Yeah. Here are people in costume as characters. Like here, here are some very nerdy jokes. Here is yeah. a comic con panel. Like it's all this stuff that like is so normalized now. Like it's so in the in the middle of it. But I feel like. You can definitely see the Simpsons guys are mega nerds. Yeah. Like, the mm-hmm. writers are big nerds. Like, Al Jean, mm-hmm. I believe, like, co-wrote that episode, or he definitely executive produced it. And that he he wanted to put it, he wanted to set that episode in a comic convention. And the episode is about the first appearance of Radioactive Man. Gasp. Is that the, I'm becoming uh, radioactive. <laughs> is that the episode where Bart puts forth the theory that Richie Rich, or no, Casper the Friendly Ghost is the, is the go- corporeal is the form of Richie Rich. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just Lazy Harvey artist. Jesus <laughs> but yeah, and that the Lisa goes like, yeah, maybe he realized the yeah. the, the the unnecessary wealth and took his own life. And Marge <laughs> goes, can we get a little happier, kids? And, just like, and then also the joke that Lisa goes like, I bought 50 Lois Lanes for a dollar. Like, 
No, a dozen. Damn it! What was her other book? She bought it was Lois Lane in, the, in a different in another book. Hmm. There were like girl comics that nobody wanted. It might not be important. But anyway, <laughs> Radioactive Man, his first appearance was in the episode of Barted the Genius. Yeah. He's reading a Radioactive Man comic mm-hmm. in, bo- in, the, in the episode, which is the second episode. If you don't count the Chris- if you count a Christmas special as a special and not a first episode, then Bart the Genius is the first episode and of I, the series. And I remember that because it was... And it was a, became kind of an iconic image. Bart sitting on his bed, reading a comic book, and slurping a drink. And I remember looking at that and like... Wow, where'd he get his own fountain drink? This, he didn't even <laughs> this go to McDonald's would be the or life. anything. Like, this yeah, is amazing. I totally thought of that too. Like I, now that I think back, I think I I did that exact thing because I saw the Simpsons yeah. doing. I was like, well, yeah, I could just sit back like this and read a comic, and then oh yeah, wow, this is great. And it's <laughs> crazy. Some of the finest moments in my last two years have been doing exactly that. <laughs> Yeah, so he he appeared in in different like little moments. Like that was mm-hmm. the fake comic book mm-hmm. Bart usually read. It was his favorite comic, mm-hmm. much like and as I streamed uh, the game this week too. So <laughs> as Matt Groening pointed out, much like Krusty, Radioactive mm-hmm. Man and Krusty are both drawn to look like Homer because the original message is Bart Bart's greatest heroes look are people like who look just like his dad, but mm-hmm. he has no respect for his father. <laughs> and so like Radioactive Man, like. He, Homer works at a nuclear plant. Radioactive mm-hmm. Man looks facially looks yeah. just like Homer, head shape, and instead of the muzzle, that's where his mouth comes out of his mask. If you don't believe Hank, you're thinking of the Rainier Wolf Castle one, which we don't acknowledge. Mm-hmm. No, that is not canonical. <laughs> uh, and so, in the comic, so in the continuity of the show, mm-hmm. Radioactive Man's first ever appearance was Radioactive Man number one from 1952, which is the plot point of Three, Three Men in a Comic, comic which in the insanity that. For one hundred dollars, even in nineteen ninety two money, dude. That was the news story we didn't first, bring up that the first yeah. Superman just set a record three point two million dollars. Over that $3 wasn't million. based on like I, at that point, the first issue of Superman was selling for way more than one hundred dollars. Far more than yeah. they were just trying but it to had make to be it. an attainable number for yeah. the kids. But it was about the dream of just like there's there's the number one, there's Superman. Amazing Spider Man number one, there's Fantastic Four number one. It also speaks to like. A pre-internet time yeah. again. How old the fucking Simpsons is? Is that like they actually haven't read it? Yeah, they, they have you no. Couldn't you have couldn't it. have read the number one issue yeah. unless you had the 1951 copy. There's no digital version. There's no. There's trades hasn't haven't taken over the Android's dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so and then his his <laughs> it is such a great parody mm-hmm. of uh, Silver Age comic origins, which is like yes. an H bomb. No, an A bomb. Choke. An e-bomb. <laughs> That's ah, these, some, this explosion is giving me radioactive powers. Somewhere I have a fully written out and colored version. I did Lance the Leech Man, <laughs> and it just it reads exactly like that. What's yeah. happening? <laughs> but yeah, uh, that a nuclear bomb goes off and gives you powers instead of incinerating you, mm-hmm. which is one hundred percent the origin of the Hulk. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's no, like exactly. Well, but I mean. Hulk is exactly an explosion, and then he mm. gets his power. That's, that's true. I bet if you go back to that episode, what Milhouse wanted to buy in that episode—a Carly Ostremski card, yes, with an actual baseball player, mm-hmm. because he had big, he had big sideburns. That's why he <laughs> wanted the baseball card in particular. I bet that card is not worth thirty-five dollars. Forty dollars, I'll be generous and estimate that. And that episode also, like that is. 
That is comic book guy's first appearance as yeah. well, I believe. And he, and he, he totally like, breaks model. Like, it looks you, like you guys got more than you're backing for. I'm like, yeah, that's... that's I also lo- I loved his line of like, you ain't got the money. I ain't getting off the stool. Okay. Okay. <laughs> looks like you got more than you're backing for. And I also... I, I love the lines like mm-hmm. when Nelson Nelson is hanging out with him, which like technically doesn't make sense. Like at that point, it should have been Wendell. Tell me, but... I just streamed the Simpsons arcade game, and Nelson gave me a slingshot upgrade because <laughs> you know Bart and Nelson are old friends. But that Nelson says like it's the imaginary tale where Radioactive Man marries Larva Girl. Mm-hmm. Like that is such like a very specific reference to old uh, yeah. Superman comics. Like yeah. it is a very specific Superman reference. But then, if you want to hate Simpsons mythology then later they say that his first appearance was interesting stories 27 <laughs> from the season 22 episode moms i'd like to forget which is like this also typifies what i hate about the later simpsons like you don't care about your continuity it was perfectly set up his first appearance with radioactive man number one from 1952 Though really, that's a more accurate first appearance. Like, yeah. a character's first appearance would not be in a book with his name on it. Yep. It would be yeah. in mm-hmm. Tales of Suspense. Stories. Yeah, interesting stories. Tales of Interest. That's another great thing. So mm-hmm. then within the book, uh, so within the continuity of the, of the Radioactive Man series, uh, I came to really know it. It was one of the best. So Bongo Comics, when it started, yeah. that was when... Mac Rainey was like, we want to make Simpson comics, but mm-hmm. we got to do it ourselves. And it took him a little while to get started. I think it was like 94 it's when they ballsy. finally it did ballsy. it. And it, like, did you guys have a subscription to the quarterly magazine Simpsons Illustrated? Because uh, I did. I, ha- I remember I had a Simpsons magazine that was a 3D layout of Bart's Dreamhouse in a, in a two-page comic. It that always was, had two-page That comics. was Hey Arnold. Yep, Hey Arnold was hey in it. Hey Arnold yep. was in the Simpsons the magazine. Yeah, that's where it got started. Before, well, because the creator Craig Bartlett is the brother-in-law of Mac Rating, so cronyism oh, right there. I like it. But uh, but yeah, that had a comic strip insert in it. Mm-hmm. Came every three months, and I was subscribed to it. But it was also like again pre-internet. Of like, okay, it's been two months. Maybe it'll be <laughs> here. Open the thing. Nope. 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 I, I had that one issue, and I read it over and over again. I loved it. But it was clearly this test bed of like, could we do a comic? Mm-hmm. And that had single, it had these two page comics in it. And then when they stopped doing Simpsons Illustrated, they put out Simpsons Comics and Stories, mm-hmm. one shot, which was just four short stories in it. And I reread it until it was th- like torn apart. Like I could not stop reading because I was like, this bo- is the Simpsons mm-hmm. and a comic book, the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. This is what I've always I, I never wanted. thought they translated well to comics. Yeah, everything else that The Simpsons put to print, I did literally ruin. Like, the first yeah. episode guidebook. Episode guide. That, uh, like, anybody else, the that Bart's is, Guide to Life? I was just going to yeah. say that. Bart's, Bart's Guide, guide to, life. to Life. With the whole, like, it had that puzzle where it was like, turn it to page 46, yeah. and this, and then you flip it upside down. It's like, look at this in a mirror. And it's like, turn it page. <laughs> so you didn't yeah. have this? No. I'm showing them the cover. Of Simpsons I showed, I showed it on the stream. I have a wa- severely water damaged original corkboard Bartman poster. Mm. <laughs> Crazy. Well, like I mean, yeah, like the Bart Simpson's Guide to Life, mm-hmm. the f- the very first episode guide. I know they've had like yeah. two or three uh, others. Yeah, since the then. second one had like three seasons in it. Like, yeah. This is so yeah, there was a Bartman years. story in it that starts it, and it is about Bart mm-hmm. becoming Bartman to prevent the cancellation of Radioactive Man. But so then from that, it it was clearly the pilot program for Bongo. So when Bongo started, they had, I believe, th- they had four books. 
Simpsons Comics, which was catch-all, just basically like a drawn version of the show. Bartman, which was like this weird Batman adventure thing mm. starring Bart. And then there was Itchy and Scratchy Comics, which was just like a really weird cartoon. Like, it didn't totally work for me. And then there was the six-issue limited series of Radioactive Men, which I loved mm. because... Each issue, it started with Radioactive Man number one, which was, was supposed to be taken as a direct, just recreation Nothing of the first issue that wow. had the pages from that car- wow. comic. And then the next issue was like Radioactive Man 80, mm-hmm. then Radioactive wow. Man 100, and it went through it went through all these different eras of comics. It became wow. a parody comic and saying like, oh no, this is set here. Like, this is set specifically in this, this year, this month. And... Mm-hmm. It was such a great like parody of comic books and the way comic books grew and changed. And it also had this hilarious running joke that the main character... Uh, so the secret identity of... Uh, radioactive radioactive man. Radiation Man. That uh, a Radioactive Man is Claude... Uh, what is this? Sorry, I've got to pull Balls. Up. Claude Balls. <laughs> Claude Kane Third, who is a Playboy layabout. But so... <laughs> One thing they added in the comics is, so the bolt in Radioactive Man's head, mm. the lightning bolt, is actually a shard of shrapnel stuck in his skull. Oh. <laughs> and that were he to remove it, he would die. Like Iron Man. So, he has to wear a hat all the time. And so it's this running <laughs> joke of just like, his lowest lane equivalent is just like, why are you always wearing a stupid hat? Just take it off. And there's just like, it's such a I great can't. like parody of... I'm Superman, but I also have to be Clark Kent. Of it's just like I can't take my hat off. I have to come up with an excuse. Oh, my hat! Like, how do I get? And That's I was just so like, cool. it was such a great like parody, and just like she's just like, God, I'm so I, sick I, of you and your dumb hat. I, I, like, I never. They stole that. that from that one Simpsons episode where the coin falls in. Uh, what is it, yeah. Lenny's head? It and predates like, the Lenny coin. Really? Fall. Yeah, Dave. This was a '94, '95 comic book. Uh, I feel like uh, that's a it's a photo finish there. No way. That Lenny episode is like season nine. Really? Like, yeah, I, it's a Mike Scully episode. Oh, that wow. was from it's probably in the marathon right from, now. It was from no, that's like yesterday. That was the one where everybody didn't like nobody liked Burns as much as the Virgin Megastore equivalent dude that they made up. And so he's like, I'm going to try to make people like me. So I'll throw these silver right. dollars off these buildings. Then it hit into Lenny's head. Lenny went through a lot of abuse in those past season eight. Like, he took a lot of damage. Not Lenny. Not Lenny. Not Lenny. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of that episode either. I just, but Let just, me just, just com- the cutaway. not complain about The Simpsons. I don't want to do it. I, oh, I want to say it again because it was my favorite moment ever. Mm. I, I took a lot of California medicine and watched about 12 hours of The Simpsons. And I, I, I don't think I need a more accurate description of Bliss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was glorious, uh-huh. uh, and I'm I'm giggling. And then there was just one moment that made me laugh so fucking hard. It was the episode where Krabappel and uh, Skinner get together, mm-hmm. and they do it at Mar- They ha- they pathetically show up to Martin's birthday party, and everybody runs away, and they hide in Martin's yeah. fake house. And Miss Krabappel's like, "What kind of boy has a tea set?" And Skinner goes, I think we both know the answer to that. A lucky boy. And like, <laughs> I was bracing myself for this gay joke that never happened, mm-hmm. and then it just got even better. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I do love that. A lu- Skinner. Then they ruined it by making her marry what a poo. 
Well, the fans <laughs> no, voted Flanders. for it. Flanders. Flanders. Uh, whatever. But uh, this is like, I'm sorry. no, no. She went from comic book guy to yep, Jeff. Uh, she left him for no, comic no. book guy, then married. Yeah, the perfect but, heartwarming story that you could have just had play and then out. died. I love that her. Well, I love first when she said in season three why she wouldn't date Skinner. That she says like, let's just say his mommy won't let him out to play. Hmm. I was like. As a kid, to be introduced to the idea of like, oh, this guy has mommy issues, and that's why he can't connect with a woman. Like that's that's I thought was a f- all right. So the radioactive man, <laughs> yeah, radioactive man, uh, definitely the Bongo comics are up there on Comicsology. I do believe like it is definitely worth checking out just to see these awesome that's things. Like really cool though. I did I never gave this a shot at all, and that's it really is cool the, to me. I think it's the best Bongo comic huh. to, worth seeking is it, out. Is it ongoing, or, or just that No, it was, it was a limited series, and they've done more specials since then, mm-hmm. but I can't remember... I, I didn't read too many past the first six, because it was kind of on and off. There is also a Marvel character called Radioactive Man that predates the Simpsons Radioactive Man, who is a Chinese supervillain who is green and radioactive. Don't tell me a Marvel character created by radiation. I know. It's, it's impossible. It's, uh, then also worth noting, well, let's just talk about it. Mm. The, uh, uh, the classic, total classic episode of the Radioactive Man episode. Like the, uh, the movie, the making mm. of the Radioactive Man movie. Up and at them. Up and at them. Better. <laughs> Better. I fucking love that joke. But yeah, that, so yeah, it's the uh, it, it's it it has informed a lot of kids how to view like superhero films for a whole generation of just like oh yeah, this is why superhero films are bad because they're made by directors who don't care and they cast just a famous person and they're opulent and stupid. I mean, made and, that joke and Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the next Batman movie. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Literally happened. <laughs> And then Ramey and Wolf, and then also like the flashback. Uh, then, then they set up um, hmm. uh, Dirk Richter. Dirk Richter was a beautiful man. <laughs> Dirk Richter was the original radioactive man who was found in a oh, bullet-riddled yeah. bordello. Yes, he got the George Reeves story. That he, yeah, that he had a horrible death. And he's like, but I just played Rum Tum Tugger in the first touring company of Cats. Anybody see it? <laughs> the the boy who played Fallout Boy grew up to be a stereotypically gay man, <laughs> and that uh, that that Bart makes him cry by asking about Dirk Richter, and then they even that was when the Simpsons cared about continuity because when they bought up Dirk, Dirk Richter one more time in that Radioactive Man the movie episode, he says like why can't we have Dirk Richter the original Radioactive Man play him? And oh, he's wow. like uh, because I told you before he's seventy years old. He's 70 years old, and he's dead. <laughs> but Simpsons. that I think, does that episode have the most recent uh, hmm. n- no longer with us guest star, Mickey Rooney? Maybe. Most yeah. recently, maybe. Um, might be. Maybe. Jimmy Jellicker. In compiling that yeah. list, I, like, I literally did not get sad yeah. until an episode I don't care about, never seen. Oh, here was their crossover with Glee. Oh, yeah, Corey oh, that poor fucking actor yeah, died, at like 20, yeah, died at like 29 or something like that. Yeah. God damn yeah. it. Mickey Rooney only died like... like it was like, a while ago, dude. No, it was like two or three months ago, I think. No. I swear. Jimmy Jillikers. I think it was sure pretty it was... recently. Yeah. Um, I got sad seeing the Ramones. When I saw the Ramones <laughs> clip, I was like, ooh, boy. It's insane. The mocky we... Ramone is still with us. Uh, but... but 
I don't know. All I, the original Ramones are dead. Marky yes. Ramone is not an original Ramone, but he came in in the eighties, like he was there for. I don't a know lot what's more time. sad that we we have every Rolling Stone and no Ramones, or that the Rolling like, Stones are perfect. It, they're a great band. It, yeah, but the Ramones. It's their came, fault that they the existed. Ramones started after them, after them. Yeah. And and hey man, and they're all dead, and, and yeah. that, that they all died in the period of fifteen years. And for me, at my age, that felt sudden. <laughs> like God, we're constantly losing Ramones. Yeah, at the rate of fifteen years, like it's going to really hit us faster. once the uh, the guests from Homer Palooza start dying. <laughs> That's Oof. when it's like going to be like, Ugh. oh man, are any of them dead? No, I, no. I, I, I looked, I looked I that did, up. I did. I totally. Chose. Let's take yeah. a breath. Let's take a, a bed. I say Peter Frampton. Oh well, yeah, probably. And that's, I don't remember. An I, that was the one thing I think I tweeted. Like, it's the Homer Palooza episode. Who the fuck is Peter Frampton here? Yeah, it's Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. Cypress Hill, and Sonic Youth. Yeah, on those tours they have the old guy on a head. Peter Frampton, a, maybe not Peter Frampton, but they would have the old guy. Ugh. Sonic Youth makes sense. So, no, Sonic. They I, all I make sense. But I think Peter it's incredible Frampton. that like. That they decided on Sonic yeah. Youth. That somebody in the I bet somebody in the writer's department had to fight for that. Like most, the world hadn't heard of Sonic Youth. And then Youth Sonic yet. Youth got to play the play the theme song, mm-hmm. like they get to be remembered forever. It's like, oh yeah, you played yeah. the theme song, you're cool. No, it's 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 foresight I don't normally credit the Simpsons with. I do love those I, I always love reading in interviews like somebody who was a guest on the Simpsons just goes like, Yeah, it's the only thing I'm ever asked about. Like Tito Puente's like when he was alive, dead. He, Did you include he, him on that? Oh yeah. Okay. Tito Puente got a ton of like new fans. For, like, oh yeah, we love you from Simpsons. Ne- like, never. Heard oh, of so you love Simpsons. Mambo? Like, Simpsons. <laughs> you love that. I love Senior Burns. Yeah, <laughs> play that. Burns. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the radioactive man. He is uh, a treasured part of the Simpsons history. Uh, very important character, and they still bring him up whenever they need a chance, a time to make fun of superhero comic books. Yeah. It's, there is a great episode of Great is Too Strong War, but mm. a really good late season episode. Now it's not even that late, but uh, <laughs> where somebody opens up a competing comic book store that is way cooler than Android's Dungeon. And as, an exa- as, as, as in typical late Simpsons fashion, mm-hmm. it is an excuse to have guest stars play uh. themselves. And so signing at it is Dan Klaus. Uh, Art Spiegelman wow. and Alan Moore. They got Alan Moore to be recorded. Oh, we've talked about this before. It's the, it's the image in the third episode of Cape Crisis. No, it's a classic scene of like him, Alan Moore, just getting pissed off. Like He's so great at playing himself, and he is just... Alan Moore doesn't seem to respect many institutions, but apparently when the Simpsons ask you to do something, you're like, well, I have to do it. It's the mm. Simpsons. It was an interesting story about Alan Moore. that it, He took credit for killing the Hewlett-Packard... Uh, tablet. <laughs> He's releasing a movie, uh-huh. and they originally like, well, we'll fund the movie, but it has to be exclusive to the Hewlett Packard tablet, and it'll be an interactive film. Blah blah blah. And they whipped up a prototype. Hey, none of this works. Ooh. Yeah, the tablet was a bad idea. Let's shut this down. We're not funding your film. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan Moore, in his cranky way, took credit for killing Hewlett Packard's tablet this week. That's See, pretty TV. good. For oh wait, her. let me close this out. Closing out. That's the that's radioactive man in the superhero spotlight. Oh, boy. Other affairs. Yes. Uh, ooh, I did not have the last week's question of the week open, guys. I forgot to prep that. All right, I got it. I've been enjoying some Jim Beam maple. Nice. Which I mistyped as Jim Beam. You've earned it. Can, I'm, oh God, this this fucking lasertimepodcast.com is so Simpsons heavy right now. We're well, doing a Simpsons stream every day, but our. 
the, the, I've noticed since you've like they're kind of are just theme weeks, like unofficial theme weeks. Mm-hmm. Like they just kind of happened a lot. Like just, I love, I love, I love streaming, mm-hmm. and it's nice. But like you had all 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 Guardians of the Galaxy one week, mm-hmm. all Robin Williams one week, all Simpsons. Oof. Like yeah, yeah. That's, I, I've had to avoid. I, I promised. I feel like I made a promise to not post any more Robin Williams stuff, so I haven't. Mm-hmm. His ashes have been spread in the San Francisco Bay. Have they? Like, yeah. Oh, nope. that guy. All right, so last week's question of the week was a good one. I really liked it. The, uh, I was really smart to think of it. But uh, what's the most memorable cliffhanger that got you the most excited for the next issue? That's not the best wording I've ever had. <laughs> uh, Dave, do you want to lay in on one real quick? Um, I don't have very good long-term memory, so I'm just going to repeat what I said earlier in the Walking episode. Dead one. The new Walking Dead, I swear... <laughs> Um, granted, the first 98 issues of Walking Dead, is that right? How many? Mm-hmm. How, how long were the first two compendiums? They're 48 each, so 96. 96. So the first 96 issues worth, I had immediate uh, follow-up. Yeah, yeah. But this most recent issue is the first time I'm like, wow, this could really change things. Mm-hmm. And if they actually follow through on it and it's a legit thing, then it will be worth it. All right, so the first responder was Super Giraffe, and I'm not going to read it because it's a spoiler for the most recent saga I want to give Super Giraffe props for properly labeling such a spoiler. Yes, thank you. You should all follow Super Giraffe's uh, style. Exactly. Uh, Aimbot Master says, uh, keeping up with Brian K, why the last man was full of these. And also, in this Runaways, there was the line, truly you are my greatest creation. I want to get back to Runaways. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Let's see. Uh, uh, what's this guy's moan for Stallone? Moan for Stallone, Stallone week, his fault. <laughs> Says that it was a uh, cliffhanger, but stay with me, Henry. I think the Image Comics that that last Christmas was so well written and genuinely funny that I could not wait for the next issue. Why isn't this a movie? Because it's impossible to make a movie. Movies, <laughs> movies suck, and that's why. Uh, JJB Sterling says not exactly a cliffhanger, but the end of the first issue of Annihilation Conquest, when it was revealed that Ultron is the big bad, like that was pretty great. Oh, John Wazil brought up a good point: death in the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says it did an incredible job of ramping up the tension in each issue. I know the ending wasn't too popular with a lot of folks, but I really liked it. And each mm. issue left me. I think I like it more the more I think about it. Man, we can't read many of these because they are spoilers. Like, But uh, I'm going down all the way to Cooper, who says, When I was a kid, I had an issue of Spider-Man that dealt with him battling some kind of magic thing in a creepy house or something. At the end, Spider-Man is beaten, but a bluish light looms over him as if to save him. The issue ended with a tease of a team-up next issue. Oh, shit. Naturally, my dumb eight-year-old brain thinks, Oh, my goodness, it's Beast, my favorite X-Men. He's going to team up with Beast. And I waited a whole month, a thousand years in kid time, to see if I was right. Of course I wasn't right. It was Doctor Strange. But the cliffhanger was fun, at least. Oh, and the new rumor in the news mill is that Marvel Studios is meeting with Daniel Radcliffe. Ooh, uh, that'd in be good. Of, and all we know is there's a Doctor Strange movie. But would Daniel Radcliffe really sign on for another, like, seven-movie deal? Like, he just got mm. free of, of Harry Potter. I have to have a feeling... Uh, probably really odd for him not to be as sought after as he was for the last nine maybe years. not well he, he might he's be such a sexy boy I, like, Ross, man, did you see his equus picture yeah oh boy 
Roswellianism says uh, every issue of Rat Queens. That's an mm. issue. That's I've been meaning to check out Rat Queens. Hitler really cool. me this Batman says. <laughs> Hush yeah. sucks now. It's real bad. But when I was 13 and reading it month to month, it was the raddest shit ever. I was chomping, or no, champing. You champ at the bit. Mm-hmm. Champing at the bit for each issue and reading all the theories online, including the predominant one being it was Jason Todd. When it was Jason Todd, but nope, turns out he's Clayface. Then we got the last issue and it's the character they just introduced in the arc. Big fucking deal. Same with Identity Crisis. I was there. Uh, boy, boy, I'm not reading that end of that. But uh, yeah, no, the Hush book that Hush does have a problem that it had all these big ass cliffhangers that work good from month to month. But then when you go back and read it, or or read it in one big chunk, you're like, oh, this cliffhanger was bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like it was just bullshit the whole time. Like this was a lie. Like it's just like lie. Nope, lie. Yeah. Though it actually, I will tell him that like it. It ended up that it was Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. That was Jason Todd. They put in the Clayface thing because they didn't have the guts to commit to it being Jason Todd then. But when they were ready to commit to the return of Jason Todd oh, two yeah. years later, they're like, oh no, this guy, that was Jason they Todd. Back and he in Hush, don't him. you remember? He replaced Dicks. himself with Clayface and pretended it was Clayface the whole I'm time. I'm sure Dave wants to give a shout out to Sensational for including the Vince McMahon muscle gif. That never, yes. ever, ever, ever gets old to me. Yeah. Never gets old. Uh, so good. A uh, couple more. Um, Kelshaw says, I won't spoil it since it's very recent, but if you have any investment in the Ultimate Universe, the ending of the latest uh, Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man Ooh. was really special. Fuck. I'm so behind. And uh, Ravenborn says, right now all I can think about is the next Miss Marvel with Wolverine. She's so adorable and funny in her fangirlishness. So now you're just a short, angry guy who punches stuff in response to Wolverine no longer having a healing factor. (laughs) That's pretty good. I want to read more Miss Marvel. God damn it. I'm waiting for the trade. I do have have an older uh, Hmm. comic that uh, had a cliffhanger that I was interested in, which is Adventures of Superman 500. Which Ooh. was the... Oh, it had all the cliffhangers. So, yeah, it was the sort of rebirth of Superman where it was the four uh, Superman. His dad saves him from heaven. Dad saves him from heaven, and this is the first what? appearance. Well, not the first appearance. In some cases, it is the first appearance, but it's where you meet the you meet Steel, you meet Superboy, you meet... Uh, what's Cyborg. The, Cyborg. Eradicator. And the Eradicator. And the twist is, like, one of these guys is Superman. Turns out none of them are, really. Eradicator was the closest. Yeah. He technically sort of was. But he then, was, yeah. But he had, like, he had Superman in a Kryptonian mm-hmm. coffin thing that yeah. rejuvenates you. It really was shitty. Yeah, like, and then the cyborg, like, shot him. Or something like he like sent power through him, and then that sent him through another guy, and that made <laughs> yep. Superman. Whole I want to give a special shout out to Psylocke rules. He says uh, Psylocke takes in Extreme X Men Three. Psylocke takes on a nobody villain, gets her guts spilled out. Great last page, Salvador uh, La Roca. Art is a thing of beauty, and he posted the page. And that is a nice picture. Yeah, it's cool. Surprisingly, Psylocke rules. Thanks, Psylocke rules. I know. Uh, all right, so let's get on to this week's question of the week, and uh, you know. Already, I have an idea. Okay. I have an idea. What's your idea? What's your favorite comic book 
within a comic book, but not like Radioactive Man. I see. You see what I'm saying? A comic, a made-up comic book within a another made-up, piece of media. A made-up media. superhero within yeah. another piece of media. We'll I see. hopefully find a better way to phrase that. That Radioactive Man, uh, yeah, the Radioactive Man is an example of that. And I, I want to give, well, i got to give a shout-out to Quail Man. Uh, but but he stole. He no, stole wait, his. I, I only have like four years in my brain. I took it back because I'm not going to. I'm not going <laughs> to elaborate on it. Um, uh-huh. I, I I genuinely want to read Science Dog, uh, <laughs> the comic that uh, Invincible okay. reads. Uh, Robert Kirkman has actually created. He actually turned it into a comic, which is the case with a lot of these things. Uh, but it's, there are issues out there. I've always wanted to read Science Dog. I think it's the funniest fucking name in the universe. Mm-hmm. Science Dog. Uh, well, you know what. Honestly, Radioactive Man kind of is mine, but sure. uh, that's too obvious. So I'm going to go with one you won't expect, guys. What's that? It's another Nicktoon, Ooh. but it is Crimson Chin from Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, man. I've never seen an episode. Of so I'm reaching out to our younger demographic here by bringing up how cool Fairly Odd Parents is. But uh, I watched it. It was an entertaining show. Uh, uh, it was a cute little cartoon that that I had a lot of like good superhero references in it, but his... The Timmy, the main character, his favorite character, his favorite comic book character was a crimson chin. A guy who's pretty much just the tick, but red, <laughs> but that he has a mega chin, like, that attacks things. And he is played by hmm. Jay Leno. Is he really? Yep. It is, and it's pretty, it's honestly kind of funny. Like, I do like that. Uh, though second to that would be Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. I um, think SpongeBob? SpongeBob's Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, I think they are great in mm-hmm. that they are like, they are a, a Adam West parody, and that, and that Ernest Borgnine, yeah, another Ernest Borgnine. dead Simpsons guest star. <laughs> It'll be fun, kids. <laughs> where the where the sissy and the ball guy going? But uh, I could do this for I could, uh, you know I'll be dancing for hours. <laughs> anyway, the, yeah, he was Ernest Borgnine who. Seemed he sounded like he was near death when recording most of the Mermaid Man lines, and he did such a good job, like evil. <laughs> and and Tim Conway played uh, uh, Barnacle Boy, and he was pretty good too. Nice day. I'm gonna go with a different Nicktoon hero, not Quail Man, not Quail Man. Right. Our favorite Nicktoon heroes, really, really big man from what? From Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, no, oh fuck, no, fuck the thing I said, <laughs> powder. Toast Man! He's the best. <laughs> that's what. That's the best show with a Frank yeah. Zappa. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted yeah. you. Well, really, I, can't, really I, I can't remember if it was Really, Really Big Man or Powder Toast Man, but I remember there was an episode where uh, one of those heroes was saving a minuscule race, and he accidentally crushed uh, like a, a small person from this race that he was protecting with his butt. <laughs> in between his butt cheeks, I think that is Rocco. I feel like yeah, I feel Rocco. like it was really, really big man. But I could. He eat. had the nipples that would yeah. show you the future mm-hmm. that would affix to your eyes. <laughs> I like that that he had that yeah. power. Like, yeah, really, really big man was was like. But yeah, it was ah, powder toast man. I, I like what I really like about Rocco's Modern Life and really, really big man is that the comic book shop is where I believe was the first place that you were introduced to Dilbert. Mm-hmm. Turn, Turn the page, page. Wash, wash your hands. Turn yeah, the first page, episode. Wash your hands. I am Dilbert. I mean, Philbert, <laughs> <laughs> by the way. Philbert. Yeah. He said Philbert. Sorry, you got me saying Dilbert. We brought up on, on this yeah. week's Laser Time because it's all about '90s primetime animation. You know who did the voice of Philbert, or what he went on to do on SpongeBob? Uh, no, Plankton. 
Same voice. Oh, yeah. Milbert and Plankton. Get out of my way, fool. <laughs> I know this only because I looked it up on my phone, but Really, Really Big Man was voiced by Tom Kenny. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? SpongeBob. Well, well so was the. Uh, he was also Heifer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. All right. Tom Kenny is just like. If, yeah. you, if you name a comic, uh, if you name a, if you name an American cartoon character, I feel like there is an eight percent chance Tom yeah. Kenny played. Uh, I did. I will recommend I watch that this week. It's fucking great. John DiMaggio mounted an entire movie documentary about the voice acting community. I, know that, I know that voice. It's on Amazon Prime for free. Maybe on Netflix. I don't know. I was at the panel really for I know that voice. It's uh, at Comic Con. Really last sweet. Year. He says over and over again, like no one. These are my friends and they're the best in the industry, and no one has mm. seen their face before. And yeah. you seeing the face like Kevin Conroy talk like talking about how he became Batman. He's a Broadway actor. Had no interest in voiceover and mm-hmm. and how much. That's what he said. He's like how much. He didn't think he could work because his voice hurt so much after doing Batman <laughs> for the first time. But that he, but yeah, that you meet when you meet a lot of them that they are geeks. Like mm-hmm. that's what I like. That's what I like about them. Then also, you find out with with men, they play lots of roles. But like, mm-hmm. there are that historically, there are so few women mm-hmm. in the voice acting field. Like it is literally three, like or three or four. Is Rusey Taylor, Tress McNeil, and Gray Delisle. Tara Strong. Okay, ta- uh, right. Tara Strong. She's like late. She started in the late nineties. But okay, Tara Strong, Great Lyle, Tress McNeil. You're forgetting about Lorraine Newman. T- she doesn't count. <laughs> at least try. At least name the black lady. Uh, the black lady. The one who played uh, like she was. Um... Amanda Waller. No, damn it, fuck. <laughs> Uh, I, she was the Susie, Susie on Rugrats. Y- yes, Cree Summer. Cree Summer, yes. Mm-hmm. Cree Summer and Elmira. Yeah, she's Elmira. That, like, she was on a different world. Mm-hmm. Wow. I wonder how old she is now. Like, she was young then. Yes. But um, now... Though at the I'm com- not going to lie, oh, she's age Dave. So at the Comic-Con panel for I Know That Voice, it mm-hmm. also shows, like, what hams all mm-hmm. most... In a fun way, they're all hams. They're all just like... The reason they have their job is because they were kids that could never shut up and stop imitating uh, and be like, now nah, this character, now nah, this character. It's, it's, and now like they're like that's what Rob Paulson is. Like it, Rob Paulson totally is, and he's great at that. It's something I've hit upon a billion times, I think, but I I really do love that most unique cartoon character voices are all celebrity impressions that these dorks have in their head. Yes. And they just, they kind of know, like, well, kids aren't going to know this is Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. That's who the brain gets to be. Yeah. Kids, do, I didn't they, know the brain was Orson Welles. Yeah. And I didn't either. And, like, they're all weird impressions of, like, silly character actors from the 1950s. And I just love the idea that, like, we grew up, like, you know, someone's going to do, like, a really good Anthony Michael Hall <laughs> as this cartoon character. Well, it's the same with, like, kids watched The Mask mm-hmm. the, and and thought, like, oh, these are funny bits. Like, that's a Tex Avery bit. They just animated a Tex Avery bit. Like, that's, if, if, if there's anybody with Steve Allen, you steal my bit. Everybody <laughs> Also steals dead. Simpsons got to Fuck. <laughs> Very dead, by the way. Very dead. Not to be shallow, but Chris Summer still has it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job. Let's get our plugs out. This should end. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah. Answer your and put in your question. Your favorite uh, superhero within another thing. Uh, pick. Well, we'll try and phrase it more elegantly at some <laughs> and point. And oh man, it can't be anybody from Big Bang Theory. I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> I will not read it. I will not read it. But uh, all right, yeah. Plugs. Uh, later time this week, '90s animation boom. Our buddy Bob Mackey came by. He pitched the idea, but he wanted to talk about. Uh, the Simpsons w- was so popular, yet animation was still so hard to produce 
three years later, we saw a giant animation boom. Of, and of it busted so, immediately. It, it busted, but like it's still very much going on. Adult Swim is based like most of its content around that. Like well, it just kind of kept rolling. Yeah, it it it, it happened. Like I, I love bringing up Duckman for any reason, and we, yeah. we Doctor Cats. It's a bunch of cool stuff. That one felt like part one of a trilogy. Mm. Like we could do. Like, Bob more. was legitimately disappointed because all the clips I grabbed, and, like that was like half of what I wanted to talk about. So who knows? Maybe we'll return to the subject. And a bunch we of people. We barely touched King of the Hill, and like yeah. Well, that show is people just so were pointing out that like some of these stretch into the 2000s. I'm like, you're right, and yeah. it, it, it is still kind of a, ra- a, a rare thing for a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Just animation, like it's not it's not that it's made for adults. It's just that it's geared to everyone, and, for, and especially at that time, it was children only. That's the only television animation you got until The Simpsons mm-hmm. broke the Jackie Robinson of primetime animation. Mm-hmm. Don't say the fucking Flintstones in front of me. Dave, do you have anything? Uh, she podcast. We just had an episode recently that was a uh, SummerSlam and uh, slightly some stuff afterwards. But our guest was Dan Reichert, mm. who had hey, a lot of fun stories. I to didn't share. say hi to him at Hoodsland. I totally forgot to. Yeah, and I gave Dan Reichert a favor back, and though it actually, I forget if it came out before or after Cheap Popcast, but I'm it on. Came before. I am on the Power Bombcast, the most recent one there, which is normally a premium episode, but this one is a free download. Mm-hmm. So the Power Bombcast uh, SummerSlam episode, it is three hours long, and I come in at the 90-minute mark. So, <laughs> But it is a great episode. Like I, I had a ton of fun listening to it. If you like pro wrestling, it is uh, definitely something to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's VG Empire, and yeah, it should be a new one this week. And yeah. uh, VG Game Apocalypse is all new, and maybe, maybe not talking about Simpsons and a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff. I feel like people, at least, I think our audience has more capacity to hear us gas on about the Simpsons forever than they do about uh, pro wrestling. Oh, by far, yes. I just found out that on the season eight, I would say there's a 51, 50 to one ratio of how <laughs> often people want to hear Simpsons to wrestling. Oh, there's a season nine. Uh, on the season nine DVD, I found out recently there is a hidden commentary track from, from so if on the you know on the Save Lisa's Brain episode I believe mm-hmm. it's called no Lisa the Simpson the one where she thinks she's going to be dominating mm-hmm. and she puts it. Uh, it was also the last episode produced by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein, who were the executive producers of seasons seven and eight. Mission Hill. So, if you put in the code that is the numbers in, uh, on your remote. If you put in the number, I know a remote for a DVD. Yeah, who Jesus. watches? Uh, but if you put in the numbers that are the answer to the puzzle from that show, it will then play a, like a thirty-minute-long commentary of just them talking about their time on, like a complete overview of their time producing the show. Wow, it's really good. Look it up, guys. All right, and that's it for this week. Ooh, I'm starting to feel that Jim Beam maple. <laughs> Uh, until next week, Excelsior! Excelsior.